Welcome to My on Mondays, an explorative approach to the possessive my through narratives, art, and sound. Each Monday brings a new creation and unique perspective. My on Mondays is brought to you by Ming Studios, a contemporary art space and international artist residency program dedicated to the exhibition, experience, and exploration of arts and culture. Along with exhibiting artists from around the world, Ming also serves the community by hosting innovative programs including performances, workshops, screenings, readings, artist talks, and other cultural activities. For more information or if you'd like to participate in My on Mondays, you can visit our website at mingstudios.org. Hello and welcome to the 90th episode of My on Mondays. We're back this week with a new episode by Rebecca Evans, a frequent contributor to Ming Studios programming. Rebecca is a memoirist, poet, and essayist. Her work reflects, among many things, fractured relationships. This fracturing influences every subsequent relationship, carrying scars and wounds throughout one's life. Evans weaves disability, domestic violence, and a fight for survival throughout her narratives hoping to start conversations, create awareness, compassion, and tolerance. August of 2022 saw the release of the book When There Are Nine, poems celebrating the life and achievements of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for which Rebecca was an editor. For today's episode, Rebecca sits down with Rabbi Daniel Fink, who was a musical collaborator for the book's release. In their conversation, they share poems from the book, music, and their thoughts on the legacy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right. Well, this is Rebecca Evans, and I am um, sitting across from Rabbi Dan Fink. Thank you, Dan, for being here. Like, I'm so grateful um, sharing space with you again, celebrating Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's my great privilege. Great privilege to be part of the project, Rebecca. Yeah. So we didn't really expect to like, you know, commingle on this project here, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg book that came out last year, 2022, and um, the book is called When There Are Nine. It's a collection of poetry that celebrates the life and achievements of RBG, and I'm one of the co-editors. So I reached out to you and I was like, hey, could we do something in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg in this book? And I think your email came back, we love RBG, <laughs> <laughs> all things RBG. And I was so, so thrilled, and you offered to play some interludes in between the poetic readings. I had no idea what to expect. You know, <laughs> I, I've seen you like, you know, singing in the in the synagogue, a whole different idea. And I no didn't bet. know I didn't know what, what to expect. And I'm not gonna give away anything here. Okay. <laughs> so what I would love is if you would just play a song and then maybe after we could talk about why you chose that song in honor of RBG and have a little bit of a conversation. Sure. Okay. Uh, this is a, a Bob Dylan song called When the Ship Comes In. Take two. Oh, the time it will come up when the winds say we'll stop and the breeze will cease to be a breathing. Like the stillness in the wind before the hurricane begins, the hour that the ship it comes in and the sea it will split and the ships they will hit 
And the sands on the shoreline will be shaking And the tide it will sound And the waves they will pound And the morning will be breaking Oh, a song it will lift As the mainsail shifts And the boat it drifts into the shoreline and the sun it will respect every face upon the deck the hour that the ship it comes in and the sands they will roll out a carpet of gold for your weary tunes to be tootin and the ships their wise men they will remind you once again that the whole wide world is watching. They will rise with the sleep still in their eyes And they'll jerk from their beds and think they're dreaming But they'll pinch themselves and squeal And they'll know that it's for real The hour that the ship comes in And they'll raise their hands saying We'll meet all your demands But we'll shout from the bow Your days are numbered and like Pharaoh's tribe, they'll be drowned in the tide. Like Elias, they'll be conquered. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Why that song? You know, it's a song about a vision of a better time. And uh, time will come up, you know, when justice will roll out like a mighty stream, uh, said the prophet. And uh, it just spoke to me of, of RBG and her commitment to, to justice and to seeing the law as a tool to make a better world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think what's so beautiful um when when we started this project of the book when there are nine it was poet poets reaching out to other poets right uh -huh. and and this great loss that we felt when rbg passed and we just asked other poets like just write whatever you want to write and the the poems ended up being in conversation with each other all so very very different and your addition of some Bob Dylan songs and songs that you felt created another layer of conversation, right? Of this idea of, yes, a better world and what could we each do? We should all be doing something. Um, but her fourth vision, her you know foresight and almost foreshadowing of how to make that happen was really incredible. And teaching by example. And teaching, yeah. yes, yeah. So I'm gonna read um, from the book and I thought I would start with um, Chalet Wolpe's 
poem called Please Stop. Beautiful. And I'm, I'm picking a couple poems. When we did readings, these were poets. Um, Shalaya is an Iranian poet, so she doesn't live, you know, nearby. And so trying to capture their voices recorded. So some of the poets that I didn't necessarily get to honor in other readings that we've done. Love that. So this is called Please Stop by Shalei Wolpe. The day a wrinkled cousin put her hands on me and said she wished to teach me about what happens between men and women, I said, please stop. The day a mustached waiter put his palms on my young chest and rubbed as he helped me across the street, I said, please stop. The day a stranger dances his fingers under my skirt in a dark cinema, when I was 10, I said, please stop. The day my boss closed the door to his office and felt my thighs under the cover of our working table, I said, please stop. The day an eminent Iranian scholar set his wine glass on the railings of a fence, grabbed my shoulders, pulled me in, and tried to kiss me, I pushed him back and said, please stop. The day a lover shoved me hard against the bedroom wall and bruised my wrists, I said, please stop. I've always been such a polite girl. Mm. So that was uh, Shalei Walbe's poem. Um, so one of the things I, I've been thinking about, like the difference for you, if there is a difference, between music and poetry, or do you feel there's a difference? So interestingly, in, in Hebrew, uh, the word is the same. Mm. Uh, the word is shira. Uh, and shira can mean either music or poetry or, or both, obviously. Um, they're siblings, I think. And, and, mm. and sometimes like they, uh, because they're both about music. Uh, sometimes it's the music of, of just the words. Uh, and sometimes it's the music of, of notes plus words. But, but either way, uh, they speak straight to the heart. I think, I think that's what makes, makes music and poetry and, and similar and, and, and powerful is, is they just have a way of penetrating the armor that we wear and speaking, speaking straight to the heart. I love, I love that sibling idea. I think that music and poetry, it crosses borders, boundaries, cultures, language, right? So it can reach a multitude too, even if you don't speak the same language. Right. So I'm thinking of this time, I was in Brazil, 2000, January 1st, 2000, mm. when you know the world was supposed to stop and um, so on that New Year's Eve, I was competing as an athlete there. So on the New Year's Eve, we all went down to the ocean carrying candles. And I was with the Brazilian team that was competing, another couple American competitors and a couple Canadian competitors. And we lit candles and put them in the sand and we stuffed our mouths with grapes, 12 grapes. Wow. Bit down on the grapes. There's this whole ceremonial thing. And then we stood in a circle and recited the Lord's Prayer. And we're about halfway through it when I realized everyone else was saying it in Portuguese. 
But the cadence, right? right. The cadence Absolutely. and the lullaby and the humming. It's really beautiful. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like we all know, we're all so connected. It was really, really beautiful. And um, and someone once told me like, you could be a songbird or a storyteller mm. when it comes to writing. And poets tend to be more songbirds. They mm-hmm. still tell a story, right? Right. But it's just a... Not necessarily in a linear fashion. Right, right? exactly, right. exactly. So you have another song for us? Yeah, the, the, the poem that you, that you just read, um, there's a lot of pain, of course, and, and, and sorrow in that poem. And th- th- this is a song, it's not a Bob Dylan song. Uh, it's written by Julie Miller, and it was recorded by a group called Cry, Cry, Cry. And uh, it's called "By Way of Sorrow," and I think it speaks to the to the pain that's in the world. And our RBG certainly uh, knew of and experienced mm-hmm. uh, struggle and difficulty. And um, this is a, a song that acknowledges pain and uh, is also a kind of prayer uh, for hope. Yay. 
<laughs> uh, and that song, so a little bit about why the connection for RBG? Um, you know, RBG died at a, at a hard time and having seen what unfolded uh, after her death, it, it, it's easy to despair mm -hmm. really uh, of her vision and what she worked so hard to attain and, and seeing it set back as we, as we have seen. Mm -hmm. uh, and that song, um, I think we need, because I think we need to acknowledge that, that things are difficult. Uh, maybe we're drinking that cup of, of, of bitter wine now, and it feels sometimes like there's not so very much comfort, but uh, you who once were left behind will be welcome at love's table. Uh, you will reach your destiny. And I, I think we need that, that reminder in, in difficult times uh, that the vision remains even when it's under attack. Right. I think the theme too in that song, like this coming from this place of love, Absolutely. right? Like it, it's clarity of right and wrong when you come from that place, right? right? Of equality, of justice, when you come from that place, and even though she was a judge, it's almost a lack of judgment, no, right? You know, judgment. Uh, the rabbis in the Talmud say that uh, a world in which there's only justice and judgment uh, can't endure. That we need compassion. Mm -hmm. uh, judgment has to be laced with compassion because we're, we're human, we're frail creatures, right? Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. All right, so I thought I would read another poem from um, one of the voices, one of the poets, um, Chelsea Dingman, beautiful poet. Um, and this poem is called Time After Time for RBG. Hmm. A basic unit of time was measured by the presence of sunlight by ancient Egyptians. Night, then, rendered immeasurable. Any concept of universal time involves leap seconds, the Earth's rotation, the output of over 400 atomic clocks worldwide. Each time zone presents a standard deviation. The sun rising and setting at different times, our bodies in orbit. When we speak of dark and light, we are referring to time or life, perhaps. I remember being young. I remember you there just ahead of me, the mountain range that blotted out the light. How long you held on, how expensive it all was. When the dark claimed you anew, I almost expected it. There was no bomb, no war, no fire, light, just quiet. A knife, terror in the night where time wouldn't allow us to see what became of you. Hmm. Really beautiful poem. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. What, what speaks, what, what about that poem spoke to you? I think for me, you know, when I was going, when we were going through and um, organizing and orchestrating this book, this poem almost comes right in the center uh -huh. of it. And it, for me, it felt like a spine, 
like this idea of like how strong RBG continued to be, like she was fighting cancer, she's sitting on the bench with her body wrapped underneath, you know, her her gown and still like fiercely, you know, help nursing her husband back to health while she was in school, like all these things, she just kept showing up and showing up and showing up. Mm. And you wouldn't even blink or notice that how deeply she was probably suffering and she still kept pushing. So like that mountain, she was just still like there and this constant that we could look towards and see. And then this terror in the world, like it just felt like this rip in the world, like, you know, her absence is a tear in the world. It mm-hmm. really is. And I, a tear, like a teardrop, but a tear, like a rip. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I just, I, I feel that. I feel that in that. I felt that when I first read this poem. Like, I was like, wow. And then when we were orchestrating it, it's like, this this should be in the center. Like, this is like, this is something really powerful. Her stance and her, you know, her standard and eloquence through very difficult times and just showing up, mm-hmm. you know, can't even imagine. Yeah. Listening to it, that's the first time you've heard that poem. It is. So, yeah, so your reaction. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm thinking about she died uh, right as we were going into the fall Holy Day season in the Jewish, yes, in yes. The Jewish world, right? Uh, right, literally on the cusp of a Jewish New Year, mm-hmm. like hours right. on the cusp of right. a Jewish New Year. So that connection with time, uh, you know, uh. I think I will always associate her, her, the time of her death uh, with the Jewish holidays and, and the passage of time. And, and I love the way in the poem she talks about all the different ways that we we mark time, you know, a Jewish year is marked uh, by both sun and moon and, and all the different ways we use nature and, and human experience to measure to measure And the alignment time. of the planets, like the things that have recurred over and over across centuries and, exactly. you know, the lunar calendar, the Jewish calendar. Yes, yeah, I didn't think about that. And, uh, and just the message of those holidays of, as you said, um, you know, I always like to tell my, my kids in difficult times, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, just, just showing up and keeping, putting one foot in front of the other. And, and even when it seems like a long, long haul. Mm-hmm. That's good advice, though. It is, it's a marathon. I mean, life is, yeah. you know, a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. I also like was thinking about the line with the bodies, our bodies in orbit, mm-hmm. you know, and the fragility of that, right? And we don't know how long we each have. I feel like she tried to make every moment count and every opportunity be super significant. Everything mattered, right? And Which is a Jewish could, lens, right? And, and if we could do 15% as well as she did, uh, we'd all be doing pretty great. The because, world would be uh, much better. <laughs> talk about making every moment count. Uh, yeah. 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 She made every, everything was so in, intentional and significant, you know, to me. Yeah. Um, in reflection of her, it just felt like so intentional, so well thought through and 
incredible example of how how to live an honorable life abs really abs absolutely all right well off to another song what do you have for so us? i thought I'd, I'd wrap up with um this is also a dylan song maybe one of my favorite dylan songs uh kind of early in his career called uh chimes of freedom so again mm. it's a it's a celebration of of freedom and and justice and uh it also kind of talks a lot about time he's got a line he says track by no track of our trapped by no track of ours for they hanged suspended as we listened one last time and watched with one last look spellbound and swallowed till the tolling ended whoa so. okay thank you for this thank you i'm excited to hear it Fly between sundowns, finish a midnight's broken toll. We ducked inside the doorways, thunder went crashing. As majestic bells of bolts struck shadows on the sounds, seeming to be the chimes of freedom flashing. Flashing for the warriors whose strength is not to fight. Flashing for the refugees on the unarmed roll of flies And for each and every underdog soldier in the night And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flashing Clouds wide curtain in a far off corner flares. The hypnotic splattered mist was slowly lifting. Electric lights still struck like arrows, fired but for the ones condemned to drift or else be kept from drifting. Tolling for the searching ones on their speechless seeking trail. For the lonesome-hearted lovers with too personal a tale And for each unharmful, gentle soul misplaced inside a jail And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flashing Starry-eyed and laughing, as I recall when we were caught Trapped by no track of ours, for they hang suspended As we listen one last time, and we watch with one last look Spellbound and swallowed till the tolling ended Tolling for the aching ones, whose wounds cannot be nursed for the countless confused, accused, misused, strung out ones and worse. And for every hung up person in the whole wide universe. And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flashing.
Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Monday. Tune in. Thank you.